0: Better than expected numbers across the board this morning for the final read on PMI and ISM. But with bonds selling off, the stock market remains under pressure nonetheless. Let's talk about the macro situation with Matt Orton joining us from Carillon Tower Advisors, the chief market strategist. Matt, welcome to the show. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Oliver. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Tell us about this relationship we're in right now. It's kind of a twisted market where it seems... Things in the stock market tend to get worse when the economy gets better. Numbers this morning pretty good, and we're getting slammed anyway.
1: I know. We're, we're kind of back into this good news is bad news situation where anything that's positive with respect to the economy is now going to be perceived as having a negative impact. On what the rate trajectory might look like with respect to the Federal Reserve. I think what the market is missing a little bit right now, and all of the pessimism that's just permeating investor sentiment, is the fact that the Fed has emphasized both at Jackson Hole and after Jackson Hole earlier this week, it's the totality of the data that actually matters. And I think what was overshadowed with Powell's speech last week is the fact that inflation data does continue to move in the right direction. So, core PCE data that we got last week was positive. Certainly, the jobs market is running hot and probably too hot for the Federal Reserve. But if we see positive CPI data on September 13th, I think that's going to more than offset the tighter jobs market and play into hopefully a 50 basis point rather than a 70 base, 75 basis point hike from the Fed, and that I think would be met with, with a pretty positive reaction by equity markets.
0: When we look at the big picture, um- how many of those inflation prints need to come in light? And um, how uh, quickly do they need to drop? Are the uh, 2% levels the Fed's targeting, are they serious about that? Because it sounds like uh, they are. (laughs) And that's a long ways away.
1: Yeah. I mean, inflation is way too high right now. I think we all recognize that. The Fed recognizes that. It's going to take us a long time to get back to 2%. But If we can continue to see a downward trend and if that downward trend starts to accelerate which it might especially as goods inflation continues to roll off um some of the federal reserves work is with high mortgage rates hopefully continuing to to start to feed in to maybe rents coming down and seeing kind of that that owner's equivalent rent that feeds into cpi moving down that's going to be positive but at the end of the day when i talk to clients the main message i give is we can't depend on that to continue to happen. The trend is certainly moving in the right direction, but that's why it's so important to maintain a core defensive bias from a positioning standpoint, Uh, because sentiment is so negative. You want to make sure that you are protected, leaning into profitability, leaning into free cash flow, companies with earnings. That's going to matter. It has mattered. It's gonna continue to matter. But a lot of this downside I think might be overdone. I really do think the lows from june are going to hold and so as the market continues to move lower be opportunistic on the downside keep that defensive bias but use the downside to maybe add a little bit of beta into your exposure areas like small caps which have actually been outperforming for the most part of the downside just because they got so historically cheap those offer some good upside long-term upside opportunities for investors right now
0: Love those details and the specific uh, moves that you want to make in the portfolio. Uh, Matt, appreciate that. Thinking about how the stock market relates uh, to to bonds and the dollar, uh, the problem I see is that we've got the dollar breaking out. And when the dollar goes up, yields generally follow. And then when we get moves in the bond market like we're getting, stocks usually go the other way. So if we follow that logic, if the dollar is breaking out, should stocks not be back down near the lows? Yeah, the
1: dollar is an absolute headwind. The rally that we've had lately in the dollar has been pretty impulsive. It's moved very, very quickly. It's broken out of a lot of technical levels. I'm not sure how much higher it can go because I think it's embedding almost this, this peacockishness narrative of, of the Fed that that you know maybe 75-plus basis points coming in September and staying at 4-plus percent for a long time. That might not materialize, especially as the market finally embeds the fact that there really wasn't a dovish, dovish pivot back in July. So, so I think you might start to see some easing on the dollar front, especially as the ECB and other global central banks have to start raising rates as well to deal with inflation. My bigger concern in the dollar is financial conditions. When you look at financial conditions relative to the S&P 500, those track very, very closely. And financial conditions have moved back towards the highs where we were back in June, and that's been one of the key reasons why the market has been moving with it. So um, that's something that I think we're going to have to follow very, very closely. Um, you know, for me, when I look at just very short-term moves, in the market kind of the the 30. Um, you know, when we look at 3850s kind of the line in the sand. If we can technically hold 38.50 mm. with financial. conditions, tightening i think that sets up for a nice bounce afterward
0: i like that uh specific level so with the uh, financial tightening we're getting we're also getting some language uh, that we never really heard from the fed at least in this cycle where they're talking openly about how they see asset price declines as being a natural uh uh, uh, you know counterpart to uh, their inflation fighting regime if that's the case then uh what's our hope here for the indexed investors, when it uh, looks like stocks going up, they view as uh, kind of a, a problem. Uh, very specifically, uh, citing the drop after Jackson Hole, talking about how uh, that basically fits their plan. A Kashkari, a one time Dove, being very open about this, and uh, Powell, I think, implying the same, basically. So, do we have any idea? Uh, what level they think is appropriate, what type of valuations, what type of speculation. I mean, if you're with Fed and you're looking at people push Bed Bath & Beyond up to 30 bucks the other day, uh, how can you feel like your job is anywhere close to done?
1: Yeah, it, I think that's the key, what you just mentioned there, Oliver, is is the meme stocks. It's money, it, it's money chasing, I'll say, stupid or irresponsible returns. There was just so much money sloshing around the system for the past few years under ultra-loose monetary policy, I think that is what the Fed is specifically trying to target, is to not have, I'll say, those misallocations of capital, because there's nowhere else for it to go. And that's why when we talk to our clients, I'm very vocal on saying, don't be chasing you know, high, the very, very high beta SPACs or meme type stocks, because you don't want to own those. And that's another challenge with owning the index, especially as you go down the market cap spectrum. A lot of those stocks are part of your index, where you're at a point where what you own matters an incredible amount. And we're seeing um, the kind of idiosyncratic responses during earnings season. Last earnings season, we saw great dispersion amongst companies that reported good numbers versus those that reported bad numbers. And I think that's going to remain the case going forward. And it's going to be even more important as financial conditions continue to tighten. Um, because the, the the days of, of the SPACs and the meme stocks and a lot of the crypto space, I think the I think all of that money has been made and, and it's dead money for a while going forward. You want to own high quality because those are the types of assets that can perform well in this sort of environment and that the Fed's policies are not directly targeting.
0: Great stuff, Matt. Love the conversation, very helpful. Like the specifics and looking forward to more. Great. Thanks. Yeah, good convo. Great stuff. Matt Orton, Chief Market Strategist at Caroline Tower Advisors.